You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. Uh, This is episode 66. Goodness gracious, time does fly. I am your host, Andy Grant, and uh, Real Men Feel had been gone for a while. We've been, uh, it's been almost two months since we had a regular show. Um, The last two episodes were me kind of spontaneously rising out of my own ashes and and talking and going public and sharing some things. But tonight, we are really back because even my co-host and friend, Apio Hunter, is here. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh, I've I've missed you, Andy, and man, it's it's so great to you know be back in the saddle and doing this again. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, about this, and there's so much. You know, I I got into this my own funk and not taking action, and uh, somebody we should just do a show, and then I wouldn't, and then we should do a show, and I wouldn't. But uh, and I've even we haven't talked like we we haven't spoken yeah. since the last episode. Yeah, yeah, it's true, exactly. Because I mean, we we've kind of have stayed aware of what's been going on in each other's lives and so forth, but we haven't directly communicated. You know, when I mentioned reach out to you privately, you know, just shortly after you emerged from from the ashes, I was like, yeah, I wanted to give you your space. I wanted to make sure that you, because I, I mean, we know each other well enough, and I certainly know myself well enough to know that when I really connect with somebody on that emotional level, it doesn't, it isn't necessarily, uh, you know, end up being a positive thing. It can actually create no more intense emotion. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that to poor Andy. I, <laughs> I want him to come out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, so t- we're recording this Tuesday, August twenty second, twenty seventeen. Yesterday was the 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 big solar eclipse that you know crossed the entire United States, and it was really neat to see kind of the whole country stop and focus on on a natural event. And, yes, uh, that was really neat because um, leading up again, I I've I've been depressed. I didn't really I didn't give a shit about the eclipse. But then the day it came, I did put it on TV, and, and again, I, I felt excitement and, and the wonder and the pictures and tracking it all. Um, but anyway, t- tonight our planned guest, uh, Wendy Isaac, an author and a speaker and a friend of both of ours, was going to come on and share her insights into what the eclipse really did, beyond the astronomical movements of the moon and the sun, but really energetically what it did. Mm-hmm. Again, I... I uh, 
you know, I had been withdrawn. I didn't read anything. I had not. So I was really looking forward to that. But in a beautiful bit of manifesting back to me what I've done to others, um, within an hour to go tonight, Wendy let us know that she couldn't make it tonight. Uh, over the past two months, I've blown off multiple guests. <laughs> um, uh, and in the press, I, even when, when Apio's gone forward and done a show, I've been like, yeah, I'm, I'm an emotional mess. I can't be on tonight. And I've done that to you at least a couple times. Uh, yeah, and I've I've had some of my own little emergencies that came up. So you know we're 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 definitely you know evened out there. We we have balance. Good, good. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out because uh, a part of my personal funkiness is kind of this self-centeredness of the negativity. And mm. oh, I nope, I'm the only one letting people down. I'm the only one that's ever mm. blown someone off, and it's just like nope. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> I've had to do it a couple of times myself and yeah. sometimes last second also. So, and, and being a Libra, I know a thing or two about balance that I can tell you there's absolute balance right now. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, uh, I was born July 1st, so I'm cancer. Okay. Crab and hide and withdrawn. And that's where I've been in my shell for, for a while. Right, right. You know, what's interesting about the whole the whole Zodiac thing, what I have discovered is really fascinating about the two different Zodiacs. You have the European Zodiac and then you have the Chinese Zodiac. So the Chinese Zodiac, which is based off of the 12-year cycle, um, is really very highly representative of one's character, whereas uh, the European Zodiac, the 12-month cycle, is really kind of a more accurate representation of one's emotional resonance, if you will. So to give you an example, I'm a monkey. I was born in the year of the monkey. And boy, oh boy, do I exhibit those traits. Because, you know, shiny object squirrel, I am all over the place. And monkeys are so scattered and they need stuff to keep busy and to keep grounded and to really keep focused. At the same time, on that personality level, I'm all about being balanced, you know, natural diplomat, everything else. So the two are so accurate, but in different ways. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I'm, I used to read, I don't know a lot about astrology, mm -hmm. but, but um, again, I've... <laughs> I have a long history and a recent history dealing with depression and, and suicidal thoughts and all sorts of fucking garbage. Um, but when I was even at my youngest and was first diagnosed um, mm -hmm. with bipolar and clinical depression, I would read what, what a cancer is supposed to be. And they would talk about, you know, very emotional and sensitive. I'm like, well, it's just, you know, is something wrong or am I just my sign? And like, like what the heck? And, you know, <laughs> one of the many things that would piss me off and <laughs> being me. You know? Right, right. Exactly. No. And, and I, you know, there are elements of astrology that I think are just fascinating more so from just a curiosity standpoint and just observational standpoint. Uh, you know, as far as me getting into the whole thing of it, you know, ruling your to me blah 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 I'm like, yeah not so much um but you know again all disciplines that uh, connect with the energetic realms i think and that includes scientific disciplines as well both you know whether they were considered metaphysical or scientific spiritual philosophical whatever they all connect in some way and they all have those little elements of of truth and reality that are there that when brought together as a whole really kind of help to represent you know our experience as human beings cool well said and uh so we're gonna hopefully wendy will join us next week for the show and we'll really dive into the energetic and emotional and spiritual awakening impact of the eclipse um because i do have questions uh, about it and, but, I, but i again 
ignoring it, not caring. I did feel lighter and excited yesterday. I felt it was interesting that I was finally feeling better, you know, matching the big shifting of energies and, you know, so. Yes. Um, but um, did you notice anything in your own space? I, I did. I did. And it's interesting because in the Native American cultures, they frequently look at eclipses as being a, bit, a, a time of renewal. And so having that awareness, I, I myself felt a shift. I myself felt a bit of a, a sense of renewal as well. Um, I, and, and, you know, and it seems to really show up today because while I was working, I mean, the past couple of weeks at work, I mean, my performance has just been like, bleh. Yeah, you know, I, I work in an outbound uh, calling environment and I'm, you know, basically working directly with our pros on, you know, for those who don't know, I work at Thumbtack and, you know, part of what I do is I'm in, I'm in a department that works directly with the pros, really helping them, uh, you know, learn the ins and outs of, of the systems and how they can truly be successful on the platform. And uh, so I'm usually just now reaching out to pros either who have called or, or you know, sometimes it's just a direct um, cold calling type of a thing. Um, and, you know, people may call it sales. It's not really a sales thing. It's more like, hey, we've got this stuff. We want to help you out. Let's let's help you out type of, uh, of an environment. But, man, I was off my game. I was... I was just like crashing and burning every time I'd get hold of somebody. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm not connecting. There's something wrong here. And then that shift happened yesterday. You know, that renewal happened yesterday. And sure enough, boom, I'm like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so, so, so yes, there is something to that. And I, I really didn't have time today to kind of look at that further as far as cultural perspectives. But then I decided, you know, I really want to leave that conversation really to the true expert in the whole matter, which is Wendy. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have her next week. Yeah, cool. So we'll, uh, but yeah, we, we noticed the eclipse, I'm sure. And everyone did that. Again, that was so neat to me, seeing people that didn't expect it and seeing people that were really in it and the totality of experiencing and crying yeah. and just being overcome with just, again, the marvel of nature and nothing else mattered for that little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> it's all true. of the U.S., if not all of the world was like, you know, for those. Yeah, they're hours. totally wrapped up. And I, I was actually at 92%. So I was close enough to totality that it was – noticeable i mean there was an actual dip in the light levels it's almost like it was dusk that's what the light levels were, were like here in salt lake and um you know the, there's even a noticeable dip in the temperature as well so it was really really fascinating to see that's the closest i've ever been to a total eclipse i actually have relatives up right there in the path of of the eclipse in idaho my, my dad's grave was actually right there in the path of the total eclipse as well and i thought hey that would be kind of fun i'll go i'll sit with my dad or at least his body um you know at his grave and watch the eclipse from there but then when i you know when i heard from my aunt and she was telling us about this the hordes of people that were planning to go up there i swear it's like half of utah's population went up to idaho because you know it's only like a three or four hour drive to the path of totality from where we are 
I'm like, mm, no, you know what? There's another total eclipse that's going to go directly over Salt Lake. I don't know if I'm going to be living in Salt Lake in 2045. Probably not. But hey, you know, the, I, I, there are always ways to go and see a total eclipse somewhere else. So I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really cool being there at 92% even. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd never, never been on my, my, my wish list to be like, oh, wow, that they are neater to experience. Like, I just, I'm in Massachusetts. You know, we were supposedly 60 or 70, but it was cloudy. Like, yeah, I could, you know, I couldn't really tell here, but I just watched it all on TV. And, and again, I loved seeing the reactions and the news channels yes. that would have, like, here's one camera of, of the, the event looking up at the, at the moon and the sun, and the other right. camera just showing the people going to darkness and just, again, yeah. just, it was that bonding, you know, um, Lollapalooza experience and all every time. <laughs> yeah, I actually did record it myself, and I ended up watching it later, even though I was there and was able to experience most of it. Um, but just watching the people in the path of totality and just the, how emotional they got, how excited they got, I thought was, was really, really amazing. And I think that's a great segue into kind of us – talking about some of our adventures over the past yeah. few weeks and emerging you know, emerging on the other side of that darkness. Yeah, because again, it just, it, one of the few notes I wrote before this, and this all, re, you know, reflects to it, because I'm in the same circumstances mm -hmm. that I was last week. Mm -hmm. But but last last week was the last day I was really like, I was, I was seriously contemplating an attempt on my life last week. Um. <laughs> And nothing is different today, except I'm not thinking that. Right. <laughs> so again, whatever shift, and I don't, I don't think it was only the eclipse. I think I also got like fed up and, you know, right. I finally admitted it. And I, I went to, as I shared in the last two shows, you know, spent time with my mom and just kept, got things out of me. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, what I realized from this show over and over is, if I was willing to do that, if I had just said, I feel I'm, I want to, let's do a show. I'm, I'm a bawling mess and I hate everything. Let, let's do a show. <laughs> like, like, I bet I would have come out of this faster and sooner and easier. But, but it's just, right, I mean, exactly. But you also needed to be able to process it on your own. And as I, as I mentioned to you, you know, again, privately, just before, uh, you know, when we were contemplating and planning having the show again today, um, I've still been there with you, you know, I've connected with you the whole time, holding space for you and for Lori to make sure that the two of you could get through in, 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 in a space, in the time that was appropriate for you. Because honestly, you know this as well as I do, but sometimes it helps to be reminded from some, from, from outside of ourselves. And that is, allowing our emotions to just process and flow at their own natural pace. Um, yes, there might be boulders. It might be lots, lots of, of, of disturbance in the waters and so forth. It may even cause the waters to slow down. But ultimately, by letting them continue to flow, which is exactly what you did, you went with it. You know, it's like, it sucks the whole way, which, yes, is true, because, no, I've certainly been there, too. We've both been there. But I could feel, I, I could feel you going through. I could feel you allowing yourself. Sometimes you would grab onto a rock, hold on to it for a little bit, and then let go again, and then just keep on going. And every time you would hold onto a rock, that's when you would be thinking, I'm tired, I'm 
I just want this to end. I just want this to end. But deep down, I could sense that it wasn't you that was thinking, I want me to end. It was more like, I just want this exhaustion, this, you know, the, this, this turmoil to end. That's what was really going on deep down. Yeah, and that, it's like, it, it is the most, most frustrating part to me. Mm -hmm. um, when I keep thinking about ending my life, and yet I know that's not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, and again, I'm trapped and I'm like, ah, oh, am I just playing the victim? Am I dragging all this story forward? If I, you know, what can I do to shift this? And then I'm like, fuck mm -hmm. it. I don't want to shift it. I want to just be miserable. And so many times I, I would make the choice. I like, I didn't open my, I didn't reach out. I didn't do things I knew would make me feel better. Cause some part was like, you know, we're, you know, we're feeling better. There is no better. This, this is mm -hmm. like, this is who you really are. Yeah. But I, again, it's not true, but that's, you know, it, it, it's the practiced, uh, it's the practiced mind that every once in a while, when you get into that, that space of like ickiness, turmoil and so forth, that's the part that comes out and it's like, you know, wants to, that's the part that, that wants to cling to every single rock that comes along the way. It's like, Ooh, it's close by. Let me reach it. Let me grab onto it. Let me, you know, hang on. And, but fortunately those rocks were just slippery enough. There was just enough moss on there. Plus there's enough awareness on your part to be able to let go. And so I right now want to say this and say it very publicly. Yay you. Yay you. Yay you for coming through. Yay you, my brother, because my journey is so much more joyous with you in it. So thank you. Thank you for making it through. That's hard to receive. Um, <sighs> but thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Again, there's like the, I don't know, the smallest aspect of me, you know, like, I don't know, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the block is to really, like, yeah, because yeah, sometimes when I was like, I was alone today, like, all right, yeah, and, but then when it's, oh, you're, someone else is saying it to me, oh, <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not yeah, worthy, no, again, yeah. again it's like, no, I've been through this mm -hmm. shit over and over, why, the, why, why is this, and we, you know, we're talking earlier, and the, the yeah. constantly said metaphor for this is, you know, the personal growth, uh, awakening, it's, it's peeling layers of the onion, and, mm -hmm. but I just like, and I get that there's deeper layers, but like, this feels like the same damn layer of onion I've dealt with before. <laughs> like, what? No, that's that's like, what this is me like. It's like, which part of this onion is supposed to not make me cry, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, back, I'm back to the onion skin. Like, this is, you know, and when, yeah. I, when, I, when I released, you know, my book, Still Here, How to Succeed at Life After Feeling at Suicide, I was like, well, I'm not going to fail at suicide anymore. I'm not going there anymore. And like, no, it still is, is the thing there. that... Yeah, and again, it is, and it's the illusion of that, right? To me, and and for some, mm -hmm. um, and I, I've I've shared this to myself before. It, 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 you know, I'm not addicted to heroin. I'm not addicted to alcohol, but I might very well be addicted to uh, the dangling of that of suicide being an answer, being an out, and, right. and it isn't. And I find time and time again that it, it it's not my out. <laughs> Obviously, because mm -hmm. I'm still here. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those mossy, slippery rocks along, you know, that are causing the flow to slow down a little bit or causing that turmoil to show up periodically. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, 
but also something to the that's helpful to acknowledge as part of our own human adventure is that you know our human side tends to like familiarity and tends to cling to uh, what's what feels safe, even if what we know feels safe is not really the best thing for us, but because it's familiar, because it has that that feeling of of um, not being new or scary, the scary thing sometimes can be less scary than just allowing things to just happen and flow. Yeah. Very much tied to just our evolution and and how our brains just screw us over at times yeah no i totally agree because again when it was when i really started going downhill and and noticing it myself it was because how life was showing up for me i i didn't like any of the paths that was before me Mm. and that's why i i I, you know my physically hurt my arms so i couldn't use my arms when we were trying to like pack up and sell my house and as my dad's um is dying and where we're going to live i didn't like any of of the outcomes I had in front of me, so I just right. retreating and getting small. Um, but then, so my my dad did pass away last month. It's uh, mm-hmm. five weeks now, and yeah. I was looking forward, to, not looking forward. To, I wanted his death to happen. So, yeah. so totally wanted it. You know, with cancer and dementia, his last weeks were difficult as as hell, and part of. You know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to see him living like this. I don't want him living like this. I don't want to grow in such an order that I live like this, not knowing mm-hmm. who the fuck I am and relying on everybody. And it was terrifying to witness and to and to think that that's my future. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so when he died, I, you know, I was talking to my mom uh, last week and helped me realize like all the things I've been feeling. It, it, it's grief, and I just I didn't expect it. Um, due to the dementia, like my I. It, like, I guess now it's the finality. Like, yep, I can't go tell my dad something's up. I can't go ask him advice, but I already couldn't. So that's why I thought just the, almost the, the ceremony of his passing. Right. More, more relief than a relief and, some, and plenty of grief as well. So right. That, the emotions that that all brought up really did surprise me. Um, and again, it, it just fed into my worst, oldest patterns. Sure. Of, sure. of just wanting to yeah. check out and, and give up and you know it, uh, I don't know and I've told told my wife that even if you, if you promise me that I'm gonna have you know 20 years of love and everything and then there's a bad year and I'm like no one and, and that and like no it's, well, it's mm-hmm. gonna be bad fuck it then I don't you know mm-hmm. and, and and what made it easier for you to like um, really get rid of clutter and make it easy to sell a house and, and selling everything in my dad's house now well, it's fine. There's no attachment, and and but my my distorted way of that is well, then because oh, I'm I'm gonna die. What do I care? It's just right. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough to be unattached yet keep functioning for me anyway. <laughs> I'm not yeah. attached to anything. You know, keep functioning. And so I just I just took no actions at all. I would sleep as much as I could. Didn't want to do a damn thing. Um, and it was gross. But but again, just having. You know, it's funny, real men feel. And I was surprised how much emotion there was to feel. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I do have a really bad habit of not being able to label something as grief, not being able to see that I'm, I'm emotional over a change or loss, but that mm-hmm. I twist and I'm, I don't, I'm really emotional because I'm depressed, because I'm suicidal, because I, I, I you know, twist it to be me and that there's something wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Almost like, you know, almost like you're beating yourself up over having how we're feeling the emotion. It's like, I'm not yeah. supposed to do this. You know, the yeah. old, old patterns, the old conditionings, if you will, the old expectations that society places on us. Yeah. And so it's like a damn it. So you end up feeling worse over feeling worse yeah. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just feeling. Right. And, right. and yeah. it's like, why? Well, it should be done now. You know, I, I wasn't horribly close to my dad. I've, I've never lived with him. Um, so my, my upsetness about it should be done now. So what is, what is this upsetness now? And, you know, it's just, but again, then even during that, uh, didn't use my tools. Didn't, I, I, was, I stopped doing all my self-care, um, spirituality enhancing, connecting to source, uh, Akashic records, reaching out for healings, asking people to, to take a look at me energetically. What are you seeing? realizing uh, I'm, I'm kind of carrying almost the, the worst aspect of what my dad may have give, given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I trying to say? Because he would, he would often grow up and say, oh, you're going to look forward to, and you're my sure. boy, you're going to have all this. And I'm like, fuck you, I don't want to have all that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and here's, here's something I might be able to offer as well that can really kind of help shed a little perspective on it. When, when, we transition out of this life. We kind of go into a temporary holding pattern for a while to give us an opportunity to discharge all of the emotions, all of the energy that we've accumulated during this life. And if we end up being very aware of that individual who has transitioned and, and moved on, what happens is that we create almost like a connection through our awareness of that sudden departure of that individual, which then causes us to experience that love, that very intense level of discharge. And depending on what it is that a person lived and what they went through and what they experienced in this life, the discharge can be particularly intense or, and, and again, every individual is different. Some can are able to discharge very quickly, done and you know move on you know but others are able to others kind of take a while to do it you know they're you know they're, i don't know cases where it took a really long time to do all the discharging and getting ready to you know finish their their ascendance and their transcendence um but so so when every individual goes through that if we on this side are connected in any way, particularly through our awareness, then we experience the same thing. So I would offer that more than likely because of your own awareness of everything that your dad was going through, particularly the the relationship or lack thereof that you had with your dad, nevertheless created that awareness. And so therefore, the discharge that was taking place, you wound up participating in that discharge somewhat unwittingly. And that happened to me when my dad actually passed. It was about a year and a half ago now, so February of 2016. And same thing, I had to be taught and become made aware very, very quickly of that connection. And don't tap in during that time of discharge because you will experience it also. And it ain't fun and it ain't pretty. So, so yeah. And without being aware of that connection and that awareness. Um, during the period of, of releasing and discharging, we can literally end up experiencing it on a much more intense level than what's even being experienced on the other side. Yeah. And, and one thing that really hit me um, 
Again, I was depressed and, and suicidal at a, at a really young age. My first, mm -hmm. I tried to OD at age 13. Um, so I, I always thought I'd be gone first. I would not experience losing loved people because I'm, I'm checking out first. Like, you're not going to make me hurt. I'm out of here first. And that was right. a big part of it. And I can, you know, I can look at it with laughter and see that now. But like, that's, so when, when I lost my dad, that grief and acknowledging that, I was more, my stepmom passed just in September, but we went so mm -hmm. immediately to take care of my dad. There was like not real time to mourn that. Yeah, no um, chance. My stepfather had passed a couple years before that and um, not really close. To, and it was only in, after his death that I had experiences and felt him coming and like, wow, this guy really loved me. And I never could accept it in physical yeah. form. So that was amazing. But I yes. did this whole little memory lane of mourning people I see and realizing, oh, it's hitting me because right now I'm feeling so self-centered and I don't want to feel this bad ever again. So my only, the only way I can do something about that is to kill myself. Uh, you know, that was my distorted thinking. Right. Like, well, how am I still so fucked up about this? You know? but, but again, it, it, it feels worse and mm -hmm. it, it brought me down and kept me down because I didn't let it out. Right. I kept it in my freaking skull of horrors, <laughs> circulating and circulating. <laughs> um, and if I wrote it out, if I did a show, you know, expressing yeah. anything frees that energy, frees that thought from me. Mm -hmm. right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And whatever it is, this isn't just about, you know, negative thinking or suicidal thinking. Like whatever is, right, yeah. any obsessive thing, like, you know, get it out. Scream it, <laughs> write it down, sing it. <laughs> right? Exactly. In fact, you know, I had to pull something up here really quick because it's, you know, it kind of goes along the lines of, you know, the, the tenets of joy that I frequently talk about, which is, no, the fourth, the fourth tenet is that every emotion you feel is an aspect of joy. I mean, every emotional is in some way an aspect of joy. So when, uh, when we allow all of them to flow, ultimately we end up living a joyous life because we're not resisting anything. We're not stop, trying to stop anything. And, you know, it kind of reminds me also of Buddhist philosophy and how in Buddhist philosophy, you know, people talk, you know, life is pain, life is suffering. It's not exactly that. In, in Buddhist philosophy is there is suffering that not that life life is suffering that in life there is suffering and when the suffering oftentimes comes when you know we get caught up in that cycle where a we resist and b we we want things to be other than what they are as opposed to just accepting things as they are and allowing them to be as they are. We can still have a desire to think for things to be different, but when you couple resistance with then beating ourselves up because we're resisting, and then it creates this though, this not a virtuous cycle, but a but a just really nasty cycle. Um, it, it just keeps going. So, so and, yeah. And, and one thing, you know, uh, at my worst, I lose sight of. So I want to share: accepting things as they are when you don't like them doesn't mean that's how they'll always be. Exactly. But that's, that's the rut that, you're thinking, like, oh, exactly. This is the whole idea of impermanence. Right, right. 
right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this too shall pass. I mean, what what wise wise words that were engraved on that ring so so long ago? Even if it is a story or a myth, whatever. It's what you're you saying wonder- that I'm, all I'm thinking is I fucking hate those words. Because <laughs> no, really, from my again, yeah, my negative no, yeah. outlooks like, well, if everything's gonna pass, why bother doing anything? Like, right, I'm really, exactly. like, we just, like, I sold all my stuff. I got rid of my pinball machines, my Kiss collection, my metal collection, all gone. Like, well, right. why, why have an interest in anything? Why I care about anything? Uh-huh. Right, yeah, no, exactly. I don't know, and, the point, and the point is, we're, we're, life's supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. And I got rid of some things that weren't bringing me joy. So today, it doesn't mean they didn't in the past. And that's one thing I need to, like, own and celebrate. And it's Yes. Not, yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Even though things that brought you joy in the past aren't bringing you joy now, great. You know, let go of them. And, and and something else will come in, to, so you have more room for more things that are that are more experiences, more things that are joyous. So yeah, and and you know it's funny because sometimes when I talk to people about how I'll never feel this way again, I don't want to let go of this because I'll never feel this way again. I always say, yeah, that's exactly right. You never will feel that way again, but you can experience the same emotion in, in an entirely different way. The same emotions come and go. It's it is that flow. It is that ebb. It is that you know coming and going. But that emotion, every emotion can be experienced in some in, in an infinite way. And so the exact way that you feel in that moment, yeah, you won't feel it again, but you will feel something related to that. Yeah. Even if it's just a slight shift, it's not exact as the previous one, but you will feel it again. Every emotion you will feel again and again and again and again and a variant of it in, into infinity. <sighs> yeah. So I'd, uh, I'd like to shift a little bit and, and focus on something that you recently wrote. And, and mm, yes. And, and I didn't, I skimmed it because I didn't want to know about it so we could talk about it. Sure. But my, my quick take on it was, it was about you questioning whether you're a, a good friend and even a good person. Yeah, okay. indeed, indeed. Part of it was prompted of my awareness of during your dark night of the soul or dark summer of the soul, if you will, <laughs> that I know all I was doing was simply holding space for you, you know, not really reaching out to make sure. <sighs> and, you know, that was, that was, is part, you know, prompted partially by that, but also just an examination because, you know, no, my husband is amazing as far as those little details of just reaching out to people, touching base, saying hello. Uh, he's really good at details. I'm great at, you know, big picture thinking and, and you know, that kind of stuff. And when experiencing somebody and being with somebody in person, especially, and this to me, you know, seeing you, even though you're in Massachusetts and I'm in Salt Lake, um, this to me still is in per- counts as being in person, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm able to experience that intensely, and I'm there and present very, very intensely. But then once it's done, because I'm so in the moment also, I kind of, like, let it go. And, and, and I'm like, but yeah, when somebody's going through a crisis, I should let them know I care. And then, and then I don't. And so I was really questioning so much about myself. And I was like, you know, is, is, this some, is this me being a bad person? Is this me being a bad friend? And I, 
and going through my own my own introspection, I, I kind of came to a conclusion of you no know, two big conclusions. The first one is that no, I'm not being bad. It's just me. You know, it's just. Somebody, somebody who knows me very, very well was able to put it in this way. She described it to me as this. You are, this is her describing me. She said, you are somebody who lives in this really, really intense ball of light. And that light in which you're centered is incredibly brilliant. It's incredibly joyous. And and you have a, a, just an amazing ability to welcome people into that. But every time that you step out of that, you know, that space of light that you occupy, it tends to scatter everywhere. And it tends to cause you a lot of emotional pain. And when she said that, I'm like, that does kind of make a lot of sense. I'm somebody who's really very easily and, and joyously, in fact, anxiously welcoming people into that space. You know, it's like I have a I have a open door policy because there are no doors. <laughs> you know, it's like come on in, join the party, join the fun, be part of my life, absolutely, and I welcome you. And you're welcome to step out at any time, but for me to step out of that space, it's at times terrifying it is at times even painful emotionally painful for me so i found that it's safer and easier for me to step in but at the same time i've been discovering that as i step out more as i share these thoughts more as in when i'm blogging and so forth what it's doing is expanding that space a little bit more it's inviting more people in so that, that we can participate together. And I'm able to be more of that friend I want to be, at least as, as far as the, the little things that society expects friends to do for each other. Um, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. You're expanding. Not <laughs> yeah, trying's the lie, right? You're doing it, <laughs> right? Right. But I, exactly. and I, um, I, I'm so touched that you shared that 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 our relationship, communicate, whatever it was, kind of led to that post too. Because when I saw the title, I was like, I'm not reading this. I didn't. I didn't hear from fucking Apio, so I'm going to take this so personally. And I would comment like, you know, but I, I, a part of me wanted to strike back, but I also have to realize at the same time. The friends that did reach out to me, I ignored. If you would try, I would. I ignored. I just. I do. Hang up. Not doing it. I want to. I was like, why do I choose to suffer? And that's the part that again, the frustration in me. Why do I consciously choose feeling bad when the option to do something that feels good is there? Yeah. And that just infuriates me. Yeah, indeed. And so all along. Without either of us speaking to each other during all this time, we've both been there for each other. We've both been holding space for each other, and we've both been very much aware of each other's presence. So, I think that's the beautiful. That's the beauty of us being not just aware of our human experience, being focused just on our five senses, but being able to see 
and sense past that and realize that that connection is always there. That support is always going to be there, even if it's not necessarily represented in that physical space. Yeah. It's and, there. And a big thing for support is there for all of us, even when, and especially when we, we don't want it. We refuse to, I refuse to step into that supportive place. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm going to stay here and feel like crap. I don't care if there's support in front of me. Um, you know, there's this, the, again, for me, it's just this egoic stubbornness of like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm really messed up. Nope, I'm a big victim of shit and no one can help me. And then, and then, you know, and then when, they, when they do ride in, it's like, oh, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. And, and, and I knew that's the space that you're in. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit here and instead hold that space. Just wrap Andy and Lori in that, that cocoon of love that that's part of my world. Oh. It's you're a spider making a web of love. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's what when when I'm low and bad and not taking action, part of my story, I don't have any friends and Oh, someone's coming. Oh, no, I don't have any friends. Ignore, I gotta ignore these people reaching out to me. No, I said I don't have any friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. No, no, no. You're, you're blowing up my story here. I yeah. have a good story. I want to keep to it, okay? Yeah. Again, and, and again, it's that comfort level. And I like to curl up in my quilt of feeling miserable and being depressed because it's a freaking quilt that I'm used to. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, It's that again. familiarity. Right. And I have no yeah. idea what's coming next. I've, I don't know how much longer we're going to live in this house. I still don't have a job. I've ignored my business all summer. I don't have anything. And yet I feel more optimistic than, you know, weeks ago. Exactly. So it makes me. <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny? It's like I'm. I'm just. I'm focused on my optimism now. I mean, the circumstances are the same, but guess what? I'm focused on my optimism, and yeah. that's the story I'm going to cling to now. Yeah. And again, yeah. all of this, it, it all, you know, maybe the big part of this is why I feel like I'm at the same layer of onion. It's again mm-hmm. proven to me. It's if when I believe, I can't do anything right. When I, you know, my beliefs are manifesting my experience. <laughs> you know, and when I was finally like, all right, I'm I'm ready to let go of that. I'm ready to stand back up and do something. Then that's my experience. Right? Yeah, exactly. In fact, you know, a few weeks ago, there was another one of those thoughts that I was sharing of my own. It's like, you know, I, I boy, when I get on my bitch train, there ain't no stopping it. And I will, I, you know, if if the moment if I get on the bitch train and it's still in the station, it's easy to get off. But if that bitch train leaves the station, I'm just going to go for that ride and I'm just going to ride it for all it's worth. And then it just reaches a point where it's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I am so over this. I'm tired of my pity party. I don't want to go through this anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting off. And I mean, so many people can try to reach out and try to stop it. I, but Yes, what you described about people reaching out, it's like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to have anything to do with you right now. Right. Yeah, I, 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 it's the same thing with me. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you know what? No, nope, I'm done. <laughs> this really, this ride was fun at first, but no, it, it, it really isn't. So that's fortunately when the, another train station comes up and the bitch train actually stops so you can get off. <laughs> 
And it, 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 so, and, and I've, I've noticed this all along, but it really becomes apparent when when I'm in the negative space and want to give up and quit and everything sucks. But it, it's the it's the all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? This yeah. verse and and it's just extremes. And again, right. and, and you know, when it comes to spirituality, all the time it's like, no, it's not just you can't just be spiritual and you're not just human and it's being both. And it's like, man, I forget that. And it's it's an and world. It's not all or nothing. <laughs> it's, it's or it's all and nothing. It's, it's all and nothing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that, but that's like, oh, was this? You know, do I freaking grind my soul? It's like I'm. My worst bully. I, I'm grab, grinding my face in the sand of the ocean, yeah, beat myself up before I, I again realize what I thought I already knew, but I'm going to get it again. Right? Right? Exactly. And, and, you know, it's funny because I just saw Lori jump on. Hi, Lori. And and it, it, she's she's been good at helping both of us kind of, like, get let go of our stories. <laughs> Because she responded to my post, which I was, I was so grateful for that. Because it's like, yep, thanks for helping to remind me to put certain things in perspective. <laughs> so she's she's been an anchor for for both of us, I think. So we're, we're so grateful to have that. No, nope, for a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah. Laurie, just so you know, I, I'm now your brother husband. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like they're sister wives now, it's like I'm your brother husband. So. <laughs> Just what I need. Somebody else who's got issues. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. She's like, this is not on her wish list, I bet. <laughs> Trust me, I won't dump on you, though. <laughs> awesome. Good. I'm working on those boundaries to make sure that doesn't happen. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Keep them up. <laughs> and I oftentimes will remind myself. It's like, oh, wait, no. I have my own boundaries I got to stick to. So... So, so Sophie, oh, let me ask in, in um in your sharing and posting and and presenting your authenticity about feeling mm-hmm. um questioning your your worth your value mm-hmm. yeah it, did that feel good as I was going through it as I was releasing it as I was writing it down it mm, it didn't feel so good so much as it was I'm going through a process of release and I noticed that as it progressed when I first started it I mean it was just like this you know I just spewed it out and then when I went through to kind of really refine my thoughts it did end up feeling better it did end up ultimately be feeling like it was a release it's like okay it's done. I got it out. Now I'm I'm good. And, and so initially, and, and again, sometimes, you know, that, that good feeling can be somewhat nuanced, if you will. Because when you're feeling better than what you were, it may not necessarily be a, a great, great feeling, but it's still better. So we can still attach that label of good to it. I feel good as a result because it's certainly in a better place. But it may not necessarily be that really super ecstatically joyous place. But what I've learned from that whole experience and, and, you know, just that introspection is that any time that we end up feeling better than where we were when we started that particular journey, no matter where we end up, it's good. It's great. I mean, it really is truly good in in the purest sense of the word yeah so, yeah, yeah. It, it's neat as, as you're saying that realizing well 
well, those are things I knew, but then this has been this prolonged theory, so it was a lie, but no. So each time I let myself feel and sob be a freaking mess, when it was done, I felt better. Mm -hmm. and whether, yep. whether it happened again, hours later or the next day, it was a different experience. But again, in my looking at it negatively, like, oh, it's never ending, it's all alive. Like, oh, wait, each time I, it, I felt better uh -huh. with each release. But I uh -huh. kept thinking that, well, here's, this is the last release, and it wouldn't be. That's <laughs> where I would get caught up. Exactly, exactly. And there's never really truly an end to releasing. And if anything, I would even rephrase that to say there's never really, there's never an end to discovery. Yeah. Because every time that there's a release, it really is more of a discovery. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But it takes that, um, one of the things I shared last, last week, and it takes some witnessing. Yeah. Right, to, yeah. You can uh, You know, living in the release, it's it's tough for me to mm -hmm. see the discovery in in the moment. Like, there's got to be yes. some passage and like, and then witness and wow, what did I just go through? What what can I take from this? Or sometimes sometimes it's immediate. Oh my God, it all hits you. And then sometimes you gotta. I mean, people call it the processing, or you know, all these different things of sitting with something. Or uh -huh. yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, so so true, so so true, and and again, you know, it's amazing how we're um, so oh, so question uh, from from Lori, and then I'll get back to my thought. That's if I can remember it afterwards. But so Lori, what happened was at the very last moment, uh, Wendy had a had something come up, and so she was unable to join us. But hopefully, she will be able to join us next week. So, but in a way, it actually ended up working out well because this has really enabled Andy and me to just kind of reconnect and and reestablish those foundations that we have for real men feel because boy the two of us are really feeling right now <laughs> yeah it's like re real men feel coffee talk edition <laughs> yeah, exactly and it's not like we haven't done that a couple of times yeah no and and again that's <laughs> even great I, uh, I i i missed it um Again, doing the impromptu just shows blah, regurgitating into mm -hmm. the camera for the last couple episodes. Like, wow, I, I missed that space of like, you know, no, nothing planned. Yeah. Where are we going? Um, exactly. Because you know, we actually we both write for the Good Men Project, and they their tagline is the conversations nobody else is having. Nobody else is having. And that's exactly. really you know, I, I that's how I described the show before I even knew about their tagline. Like, oh, these are the conversations most men are not having. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Because again, I'm talking to things uh, in, in the show here and now with you that I haven't said out loud to anyone else. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, even as a coach and a spiritual person and a speaker and an author and the host of Real Midfield, I don't call my buddies that are near here. Um, I even, mm -hmm. I, I've got some of my dearest friends that I did my whole big trip to Utah last right. October with that I have not spoken to live since then. And again, they reached out. They knew, oh, you know, sorry about your dad. You want to talk? And I'm like, nope. Right. And they'd invite me out. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. 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 Again, no, I'm, I'm choosing my misery over something that could feel better. Right. Um, but, but, you know, a lot of my, they've, many, many of my buddies have already lost their dads. Right. You know, maybe them, most of them knew my dad at some level and stuff. But, uh, mm -hmm. but again, refuse, it's, it's fucking weird to me. I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation when it's part of a show, when it's to, almost like when it's more, this is all for a benefit of other people, right? This isn't about me. And then it's fucking a crock. But when I'm willing to like make it about me and share it, then it really helps <laughs> the most people. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, I gotta get off my, I you know, fucking leader spokesman bullshit and like just have a private conversation, be willing to say these same things or yeah, different things exactly. or whatever's showing up and not exactly. You know, the the the, the yin the yang, the the receiving and the and the giving and the receiving. You know, there can't be giving without receiving as well. It is at virtuous cycle. And and so yeah, absolutely. And you know, and plus, you know, not to mention the fact that if we're always giving but we're not receiving, we're depriving people of of being able to give. So yeah, I'm like, it was a hard lesson, and I think that that's that's something that speaks to our societal conditioning as well, because you no, know, our society, particularly Western society, really get harps a lot on, but it is better to give than to receive. Well, no, it's better to give and receive. Right. Yeah, you can't. Right. It's not a one-way street. <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, again, are, so that, that's, that's an example of, that's an all-or-nothing cliche. Uh-huh. Right? Should be, yeah, it's better it, to it give is. and receive. It's better to exactly. give and receive. And that's, receive. That's the truth. That's the only way that can be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it's awesome to give and receive. It just, it's no better. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... Wow, this is this has been good. Yeah, this uh, this has been really, really good. I, and insightful. Uh, and again, again, this is what my original intention for for the show. A exactly, place where again the an uncomfortable conversation, or again by example, here's things, and um, mm-hmm. so it was even a comment someone on YouTube wrote. Um, in the show I, where I was just talking about being so disappointed in myself mm-hmm. and they had said something like, um, I can, you know, I can hear all the same advice and it doesn't stick. But when I hear someone say so much of what's in my own head, it really makes a difference somehow. Indeed. And, yeah. And I was like, that was so neat to hear. And again, it validates everything I keep discovering. Like none of us are so unique that whatever we're feeling or thinking isn't happening to someone else. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I, I've been surprised at the response to my own post. How many people is like, yeah, I, I think the same thing. I, I'm having the same questions. That that's my experience too. I'm like, oh, I, I guess that one definitely resonated with a few folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> all of us, you know, as artists, communicators, leaders, teachers, coaches, friends, coworkers. Mm-hmm. could just drop like oh wait i'm gonna share more of me right whatever it is like mm-hmm. it resonates we're, exactly we're, we're all human beings we're all spiritual beings and yeah there's there's none of us that and again i believe this goes back to the ego trying to make i'm separate and i'm different i'm not like anyone else no one has ever felt this pain over this subject so therefore no one can possibly understand it so i'm not going to reach out to anyone so i can't be proven wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, I, no. My story, I don't want to let it, you know? And, you know, it, you, you, you triggered a, an interesting thought in my head that, that I think is, is you know, important to, to mention here. And now it just left again. So we will go back to it. <laughs> Damn, it's like that scrolly moment. You see the monkey, you know, monkey, monkey mind suddenly just took over again. Oh, that just drives me crazy when that happens. Um, oh, shoot. I'll, I, 
okay, we'll we'll get back to it. Yeah, I don't know how to retrive you. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, sorry. You'll have to listen to the show later and go, oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. And probably that's exactly what will happen as I'm listening to it again. I'm like, oh, 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 that's what it was. <laughs> But no, it's all good. <laughs> oh, hey, Donna. <laughs> she just discovered the chat. Oh, man. It, I know, honestly, Donna, we are so happy. No, you're good. And we're so happy that you've been able to sit here and just participate in the discussion all along. If you have any questions, observations for us, feel free to toss them into the chat. Or you can even unmute yourself and just jump right in. You're totally good that way as well. So. So, did you want to speak up? Because we can unmute you if you'd like. Yes? Okay, great. So, hold on just one second. We'll get that taken care of here for you. Unmute. There we go. Mute it. Hold on. Now I need to just. <laughs> oh my God. It really, truly takes me a while. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. I read your names even on the screen. I Actually, I showed up for Wendy, obviously, but then I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well hang out, you know, and and uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation or, or at least the therapy between the two of you. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> that's so great. Oh, no, that's so great. And, yeah, you know, hopefully Wendy will be able to join us again soon. But um, So you're saying next week? Next week? Um, that's what we're hoping. I'll be I'll be confirming with her, uh, you know, either tomorrow or the day after. We're just going to see how she's how she's doing, how she's feeling, and then you know we'll kind of go from there. But uh, right, right. Um, I know she's got to she's got to feel it. You know, she's got to be ready to bring it. If she's indeed. Gonna indeed exactly and so she's just so amazing and wonderful and everybody is going to love her when she comes on so i'm i'm, I'm sure of it i already do hey so let's see so is it apio apio right apio. so you're in utah uh-huh andy where are you i'm in massachusetts massachusetts i need my glasses because i can barely see that little tiny bit and then Lori, where are you at Lori, oh, Lori's on mute. Never mind. I yeah. see the microphone. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm in Massachusetts. I'm Andy's wife. Oh, well, hey. All right. I should invite <laughs> my husband in. What the heck? No. Just bought a room. Let's have a party. <laughs> oh, no. It's so great. Pennsylvania. So we're for sort of, on, you know, the same society or uh, Apio's way out there in, in Salt Lake. But um, I'm yeah. from actually the West. So I'm very familiar with Salt Lake. Oh, how awesome. Utah, Idaho, yes. Oregon, Washington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is so, so awesome. You, how much of the eclipse did you see? You said in the beginning that you saw, um, what, like 90% or something? It was really high. It was higher than yes. that. So where we were here in Salt Lake, we actually were at 92%. And I was able to actually get the glasses and put them on. And it was, I mean, it was just like a little sliver of the sun. And yeah. it was really amazing. In fact, now Wendy had told me ahead of time, it's like, you want, because you know, she's experienced a couple of total eclipses. And she did say, you know what? You, pay attention to the to the light levels where you're at because yeah. even though it won't be in totality you will still notice a very notice it's a noticeable dip and, sh and spot on i'm like wow it is really amazing it was like dusk and and yeah. it was like cool outside i was surprised at how much yeah. the temperature dropped 
Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because I don't know how it was for you guys in Massachusetts, but in Pennsylvania, I think we were only at max, we were only at 78% or something. Um, and I didn't have the glasses and it was so disappointing because I really didn't seek them out. But next time, if there's another opportunity, I will. Anyway, but, but the outside light, like you said, the light factor really was even though it was day, it wasn't like it was cloudy. It was, yes. it was just an interesting, different light, you know, environmental light. And uh, and then the storm sort of rolled in, a bunch of clouds right after. It was just a really interesting uh, effect. And I love what you guys were saying about um, just the, the collectiveness for just that brief moment, you know, wherever we were. I mean, we just were so distracted with, with all the nonsense really that's going on and and that mm. shift in that moment that we really needed, you know, I think that that was a really cool thing. Yes. And it, and it, is, so, it is so rare that like natural disasters and catastrophes kind of bring it, but it was like, wow, this was just a beautiful nature moment. And I don't know if there's any equivalent beyond an eclipse that does that. Yeah, and I think it was even beyond, almost beyond nature. It was very universal. It just, mm -hmm. it was the the realization that we're so much more than these these little earth beings. You know what I mean? It right. it just it it was a very cool, I guess, natural um, process. But it's realizing that on a planetary level, you know, really how how it all played out and. I don't know. It was cool, though. It was really cool. It was even for a little while, you know. And energetically, right, before preceding it, and I think really for some time after, we're going to feel that shift, and we're going to we're going to feel it physically, emotionally. Yes. I mean, that's what I heard you saying. And and um, but wouldn't you agree that you almost felt it? Um, I felt it very physically. That's how I felt it. Um, not so much emotionally. I mean, it was cool and all of that, and I really appreciated it. But honestly, I felt like I felt like dizzy for Saturday, you know, Sunday and Monday. Like, like your equilibrium was off. Like energetically, you felt it. I don't know if you, any of you guys experienced um, it physically, yeah, but others did too. I know that I've had this conversation with. Yeah, I actually did experience that. I was feeling very lethargic, mm -hmm. um, and. I, I know a part of it has to do with just the fact that physiologically every winter I go through that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I actually do go through seasonal affective disorder. Right. So that the lower light levels already affect me. So that sudden dip, Right. I felt like a possum almost. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I went outside. I was with, I was with a bunch of people and feeling their energy, feeling their their excitement and so forth mm -hmm. really kind of helped sustain me through that through that period. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was also feeling that shift. I was also paying close attention to the. Um, the renewal, the releasing, the um, the sense of hope that many people were also feeling. That so, reset, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that was cool. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Awesome. So have you guys been friends for a long time? Yes. Um, Andy <laughs> and I have known each other since 2013, uh, November 2013, when we met in Boston at a conference there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we've only yeah we've only seen each other in the flesh twice. Exactly. Yes, once yeah. in Boston and once down in Key West. 
Yeah, but you've maintained your friendship, so that's really that's lovely. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, cool. All right. So, well, I'm sorry to interrupt that whole conversation. Oh, you're good. No, I great. I'm so glad you're you've been here and that you're able to participate yeah. as well. Thank yeah. you. And it really does. It makes it. It it really. I I love to hear that. Some you know. I love it when anyone, you know, a stranger to, to us individually, oh, I got a benefit out of the show and, and, you know, man or woman, like, oh, it is fun to, and I'm getting something out of hearing you. Uh, yeah. Therapy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was um, definitely, uh, I, I appreciated the fact that you guys were um, counseling each other, you know, and, and being honest, being really honest in the process. So that was good. And I'm really sorry to hear about your dad. You know, that was, um, also, but but I I I kept feeling um, when you were saying that that it, I think I well I think you did give yourself permission, but it's okay to give yourself permission to want to um, to check out for a little while. So as those friends reached out or whatever, you just you know you just you need to um, check out. I think, and so it's okay, and I think people realize that and and accept that. You know, and when you go, but, but do you think, and this is really, I, you know, just listening to you because I did, I was listening to all you said. Um, it just seems like it goes so far back to like when you were maybe a little boy in the relationship you had with your dad. I'm being um, much more deeper rooted with, with the dad thing. And, um, and I don't know, and, and your, 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 um, your feeling of like wanting to check out on occasion through life, you know, and, and, um, and I'm glad you did it because we would be having this conversation <laughs> tonight, but uh, I don't know. I kept feeling that as I was listening to you and I guess specifically, I can't really even go back to a point in the conversation because I was multitasking and listening, but it kept, that kind of resonated with me. So I don't know if you've ever like dug a little deeper and um, tried to figure that out. Why is that, you know? Oh, I've, I've been digging deep all, all my life on that. Um, yeah. But uh, you, you broke up a little bit on me, so I'm not sure exactly what you were asking, but yeah. Um, uh, my dad was, was bipolar, an alcoholic. Um, my parents divorced when I was like five. At that same time, I was molested by a neighbor. Yeah, there's uh, something. I, I, and I, want, I wanted to check out from an early age. I shut down, withdrew. Uh, yeah, you, you clearly had some trauma in your early childhood. That, that's clear. Because I think to feel, like you said, I think it was when you said I, you tried to check out at 13, 12 or 13. Right. Yeah. So not to turn all heavy on you. I just um, it just touched me and and made me want to um, because I'm a fixer, which isn't probably a good thing. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, it just made me want to um, dig deeper, I guess, with you and figure that out so that you don't feel that as an out that you see that and you accept it. You know, I'm having a really lousy period of time right now but that you don't see that as an option because I don't see that as an option, you know? So there's something that, um, you know, I would just say, knock it off. Slap. See, I'm looking at your face right now. You don't see how I see you. <laughs> I'm slapping his face, Lori, right now. 
She tries. <laughs> yeah, I'll say slap harder. Put me under, you know. Then, uh, no. Anyway, all right. I'll shut up. But thank you for having me in your uh, in your room tonight. Absolutely. No, thank you, pleasure. Donna. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for speaking up and. Uh, and yeah, I love that we we started little clips, went full circle, and and then even uh, even some tangents to end it all too. So it's all it's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we've been going for over an hour. So let's uh, instead of having the five hour coffee talk, let's save some for next time. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> there'll always be more. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the fact that you know my dog has been like coming in and, and poking me he's like oh, come on let's go outside let's go outside now when he when he reaches the point where he starts poking my crotch i know he's really serious so about what, yeah, it's, uh, yeah exactly it's like he's really serious about it. he needs to go outside cool so uh, uh thanks for joining us live thanks for tuning in thanks for apio um great to connect and be with you and yeah. and again it, it is neat to to have that authentic open talk uh, just but be, just between two men without a guess without a topic without some investigation so yeah. i uh i appreciate and applaud you for for showing up fully uh tonight and and all nights um and again if, if everything sticks with the plan next week's show will be wendy isaac and we'll dive deeper into the the shift and the energy and the transformation that the eclipse brings about Indeed, indeed. So, and Andy, thank you so much for rising from the ashes. So this this version of the Phoenix is truly joyous to see. All right, I don't fully own that yet, but I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us sit there anyway. It's on your shoulder now. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great night. All right, you guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.